1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard. James Tavernier signed the new Rangers contract, keeping him tied to the club until 2024. Dominic Mackay will join Celtic later this month, 10 weeks earlier than expected. And UEFA opened disciplinary proceedings against Andre Kudela and Glenn Kamara. I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me tonight is Gordon Diel and Roger Hanna. And you find out, Gordon, that football is a game of the halves and the half nots. Celtic have got Dominic Mackay out of his SRU contract early. But I've not yet sealed the deal for Eddie Howe Rangers have got James Tavernier on a new contract in 2024 But I've not yet got him back in the pitch UEFA have slapped Kudela with a one-game ban But I've not heard all the evidence yet And I have got my post-lockdown haircut And Mark Wilson, judging by his appearance on TV earlier on, has not I see when he was going through all that I, was, I wasn't I was sure where that was going yeah. I, I was already thinking if he stops here I'm going to make a quip about his haircut But he's got it and he's looking quite sharp You, not so much, but that's no, fine We'll, 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 we'll oh, he's get okay. to you he's in the okay. couple of weeks I'm okay compared to the mushroom He's a disgrace um, uh-huh. we're, we're actually saying we don't even know this guy now But uh, no, a lot of good talking points mm. there Roger brings him up Obviously the Scottish Cup draw was a big one at the weekend Gordon uh, some championship games tonight as well And uh, looking forward to an early uh, campaign on Saturday Yes Celtic taking on Livingston 01419511025 That is the number you need So please give us a call And let us know what is on your mind Never a quiet day in Scottish football Just a couple of the headlines we gave you already Rangers fans What do you make of James Tavernier's new contract? Um, I'm assuming you've been very impressed with his performances this season. How important will that be going forward? I wonder if there's anyone out there that's that's done a bit of a U-turn because he used to get a lot of critics on this show. I uh, wonder if you've been won over, one and all. Uh, Dominic Mackay joining Celtic later this month. Celtic fans, is that encouraging? What what do you make of that? What does that say about the way things are going? Do you read anything into that with regarding Eddie Howe's potential appointment? Uh, that and anything else you want on the phones, 01419511025. The usual Tuesday drill for you two, though. You're sort of straddling the weekend uh, and what's still to come. Roger Hanna, the cup draw, I think that was... the. The highlight of the, the latter part of the weekend Yeah um, The highlight of the earlier part of the weekend Was extra time at Livingston versus Wraith at the weekend <laughs> That was disastrous Oh I was driving home for Tannerice And I got home before him It was absolutely hilarious One of the highlights of the season But um, on a serious note yeah uh, Rangers versus Celtic in the last 16 um, Don't think it hasn't escaped our notice That you were part of this draw Gordon Well, I, well when you say part I was at um, what, would be, what would be considered a a, the, an appropriate distance where I can't be blamed. I was, I mean, I was there, but I, I, I didn't. You didn't have your hand in the ball. I, I was going to say, I was trying to think well, of a different way of saying that. I, no, I did not touch any balls. That's right, the okay. that's the important part. So you take no blame whatsoever. I was there. I, yeah, it, it, it's it's a really exciting draw. When I seen it, I couldn't believe it. Uh, and there's got to be a big fallout in Radio Clyde because we'll fall out about it when we put his team out of the cup. Um, That's true You've yeah. got him But um, I think the big talking ones Obviously Rangers Celtic And good draw for Rangers at Ibrox as well um, So another exciting game And the whole thing's exciting We spoke about the cup this year being unique It is a sprint Gordon All these games yep. coming up very quickly It's going to be two and, weeks in a row isn't it And the draw itself Added I think a little bit to that You know The, the unique feeling you Two rounds together You can actually see the path You yep. know you, you, you were talking to Hibs last night Hibs went to them three last night Knowing 
If they beat Queen in the South, they then get to go to Stranraer, a winnable tie. They then get a home tie against either your mob or Bowie's mob mm-hmm. in a quarter final. They could actually see a path back to a Hamden semi final, and I think it all adds a little bit to the excitement for the fans. Yep, we're all looking forward to that. What have we got on your mind today, though? That's the question. 01419511025. Pick up that phone, give us a call. And let us know what you're thinking If you would rather tweet your kindest regards to Roger Hanna or Gordon Riel Then you can do that as well at Clyde SSB Uh, Right, let's start with James Tavernier He has signed a new Rangers contract Keeping him tied to the club until 2024 That's essentially a new two-year deal A two-year extension, I should say I think a player of that profile You don't really need me to... Explain the, the backstory. Everyone knows it. Roger, he's been there a long old time now, has had lots of criticism. He has put in, arguably, for some people, a player of the year performance this season, or certainly a contender. He will get his hands on the Premiership trophy, knocking on the door of 300 appearances, over 60 goals in that time. Not much of a surprise that Rangers were looking to extend that stay. I think it works for everybody, Gordon. Um, James is 29 now. Um, he would be looking for a deal that, You know It's effectively three and a bit years He's got added That would take him The best years of his career now Are going to be With Rangers That would take him to Seven or eight years service Might you know, think about Eight years service By the end of this contract If he stays for it all And it is a reward For everything he's brought For the club This is a player If you remember Who was cruelly branded A serial loser um, When Rangers were going through Tough times um, He has finished this season A title winner he will get his hands on the Premiership Trophy at Ibrox before the season is over. And I think James Tavernier, who will get my vote as Footballer of the Year, I think he deserves to lift that trophy as much, if not more, than any of his teammates. Is it, is it good news for everyone at Ibrox, uh, Roger? Because when you look at one of our brightest upcoming stars in young Patterson, how many games is he going to get? Because Tavernier, OK, yes, he's had his injury, but up until then... He never missed a game Rangers will just look at that as a, a nice problem to have won't they? Oh well uh, You know I, I, I think that uh, If I was Patterson I'd be looking thinking Right that's going to limit my game time Okay it's a challenge for the young kid Of course it is But I'm one that looked at uh, Tavernier years ago And criticised with everybody else About his defending and everything Gordon. But you've got to give him all the credit in the world He's been absolutely brilliant And I do agree with Roger If I had a vote I would certainly go for Tavernier this year. Let's see what you think. 01419511025. That's just one of the big stories today. Uh, Don Mackay's earlier arrival at Celtic. What are you thinking about that? Anything else we've missed? Scottish Cup games over the weekend. Let's hear it from you. James is on the line. He's a Rangers fan. He's going to kick things off. What's your reaction to that news today, James? Uh, good evening, gentlemen. First of all, uh, delighted. Um, I think he's. Um, I, I can only echo what the guys have said regarding. Um, player of the year um, quality I was one of the crit- uh, critics at the start when he first came in I think he's grown and developed a lot because when you see what he was to what he is now it's, it's literally a different player um, I think he's he's come on leaps and bounds under Gerrard uh, his leadership's really surprised me as well because um, he didn't look that type of player again when he arrived but yeah he's part of a back four that's, that's keeping out most teams they'll play against this year and he's uh, yeah well well deserved well uh, great reward for his for his service and I just wish there wasn't this gentleman's agreement between the whole nations that they play for a player plays in a country for five years and more they can't play for that country so because um, I think Scotland are crying out for somebody of that quality James Gordon and Roger have sort of touched on the fact that this journey if you like it's not been plain sailing clearly for, for James Tavernier at Rangers doubted on many occasions and often by 
by Rangers fans. We used to get bombarded on the phones. What's your what's your relationship with him been like over over the spell? Yes, I, at first I thought um, um, he wasn't good enough. Um, he was he was like kind of just not up to the standard we were hoping to get us to that next level. But I think he's he's growth because if he's been there for what five years now, that would be when twenty three when he joined. Um, we you'd expected a higher standard by that, but I think the environment's um, just allowed him to flourish. So yeah, certainly I was critical to start with him. Um, I was also one of the ones that doubted Alfredo Morelos. So I don't have a great track record of calling out people's standards, <laughs> but um, I think I think overall, um, yeah, he's you he could I, I would give him Player of the Year right now. Okay, he's been out for the last three or four weeks, but um, I think his numbers, especially when you see across Europe, he's in the most. I think it's the most goal contributions. Um, UEFA Cup team um, this, so far this season between assists and goals so he's the best right back in the UEFA uh, Europa League this year so um, I, I think he's outstanding What are the main attributes Gordon what what is it that he's bringing above all else that's making everyone at Rangers want to put that contract on the table well the biggest thing was he got criticised for his defending Gordon right and modern day fullbacks now tend to be forward thinking players and James Tavernier is up there with the best his delivery the way he goes forward the timings his free kick set plays he's got everything in his locker he's improved every year for me and I think he's added to his defending as well which has helped mm. and I think it's just the fact of he's got a manager that believes him he's a captain of a club he takes a responsibility well and it's a confidence thing with players and if you feel wanted at a club and you know everybody around about you wants you to be there and you're the leader and they want you to you know lead by example I think that's what Tavernier's and got it, at Rangers and that's the reason I think why he signed his new contract and it's been a remarkable year because if you admit it's been a remarkable year for Rangers but it's been a remarkable year for James as well because it was just before lockdown mm-hmm. last year there was a defeat at home to Hamilton Ackies and in the programme notes that mm-hmm. night he spoke about the pressure how they felt the pressure of you know, basically being Rangers players and he felt the pressure of the captaincy and people criticised him, Rangers fans people did criticise him for those programme notes and you would love to sit down with James and ask what has actually made that difference because when he came back, when Rangers came back the team was transformed, still unbeaten in the Premiership this season and he's been transformed as a player, as a captain and as a person but it looks like everybody he's does, got his reward today you're right Roger everybody did criticise his, his notes but the one thing about it was it was honest you know uh, people say well you shouldn't say that if you're a Rangers captain but he came out and he was honest I just think it was what's happened to Rangers at the start of the season they're playing very well they were winning games confidence was growing you could see that team bond that they had they've went on and won the league he's been a massive massive part of that I just think that looking back, and he did get criticised for that, I think he was just being an honest, open guy that thought, yes, that, that's my thoughts just now on it, but Rangers don't. Rangers fans don't like to hear that from their captain. But in the long run, I think, like James, every doubter there of James Tavernier mm. will have a different opinion now. Yeah, I mean, James, you've already given us your take on Tavernier, the player, and you thought that he wasn't up to it at the start You've been one round What about the captaincy side of it as well Because again That was such a common theme on this phone He's not captain material And I take it most of those fans Would probably be taking that back now Yeah I think probably The easiest way I can put it is When I look around the team I'd say there's probably Four or five others candidates For the captain uh, captaincy But I wouldn't take it off To have to give it to them Because I think he's doing that good a job When you look at people like Jack Davis Goldson McGregor I think we've got 
an, an immense amount of leadership in the team, but he leads that team. So I think he's uh, I think he's grown into it. I think when you especially now there's no crowds and you can hear more stuff than he said on the pitch. I think when you hear how he's supporting the team, directing the team, um, I, I think I, I think he's sort of leading by example um, as a true leader should. But I think also if I, if you don't mind, I'm going to touch briefly on what uh, Gordon said regarding Patterson. I think that yes, his game time will be limited. But for the next two years, if he can effectively shadow Tavernier to get into his early twenties, to then look to move on to become, I would say, Rangers' first choice fullback, uh, right fullback at that stage, he won't have very many better players to learn from at the moment. So I think, yes, it might not be great short term for him, but I think for his career, I think it would be a, a great environment to be around. There's also the, the, the opportunity, James. The Rangers have quite wisely used loans in the last few seasons. You know. Robbie McCrory's at Livingston Ross McCrory was out on mm. loan to various people down at Portsmouth and what have you, you, get the feeling you just wonder if Patterson could go you know, to the English Championship or something on a, on a loan deal is he too close to the first team to oh, do that listen, though? possibly but the, the, the option is there yeah um, I wonder James how much you think Stephen Gerrard Michael Beale Gary McAllister have been good for James Tavernier as well as, as him being good for them because Everyone talks about him improving as a defender And I'm not saying that he hasn't But I wonder how much of it is also down to the fact that Maybe now that there's a, there's a team There's a, a system there that that works better for him That if he is going to be going forward Other people fill in more effectively than they used to do Yeah, so the, the, the teams are working very well For Tavernier and Barisic to be in a position Where you've got the holding midfielders To support them going forward And I think I noticed from the comments this, uh, this afternoon from Gerard regarding um, his uh, Tavernier's attitude on and off the pitch. I think his work ethic tied in with what the the experience of people like McAllister and Gerard and uh, Beals brought to him to help him develop as a defender and develop as a player. I think it's been a great mix. So I think yes, the team set up in a way that um, his attributes are being fully maximised, which to be fair, I think it should be. Um, but I think it's it's not just that; it's his application. For, for, again, I'm only taking what Gerard said. Um, regarding how he's applying himself during games, um, at training, off the pitch as a captain, etc. I think it's, uh, I don't like to say the word, it's a, a perfect setup for him, but I, I think when you see, again, what he started as as a Rangers player to now, he's a, a great captain for us. I, I think it's been amazing to have There is a lot of factors again to changing that. Good man, it was a pleasure, James. That was James in Barhead, 0141951-1025. Uh, Neil is also a Rangers fan from Cumbernauld. Neil, your fellow fan there, James, was admitting, hands up, he thought Tavernier was not up to it and he's been won over. What's your own feelings been on that player and, and hearing him sign that contract today? Uh, I think it's great news for, for Rangers. Uh, also, you touched on Nathan Patterson. It'll be good for him as well. For his development, um, I've always been a, a fan of of Tav. Even when there was talk of Newcastle for eight million, I didn't want him to go because I thought the the assists and the goals he brought far outweighed his defensive frailties. And the way the team's played this year, with Davis covering him or if it's Jack that's in there covering him, it's it's enhanced Rangers going forward. So. Delighted for him to stay. So, got you. You and uh, James are on the same page. You think that fine. Nathan Patterson can just be there. He can learn off James Tavernier. Is is there no no concern at all that Nathan Patterson's game time would be limited? Because I mean, Tavernier oh. plays all the time, doesn't he? If he's fit, he, he's he's nineteen. The, the boy's nineteen. Yeah. Let him, let him. Take, take him out of 
the pressure talk we've done it with John Fleck uh, next best next biggest thing coming and the boy had to go down to the lower leagues of England to, to get out of it and develop his own career let the boy sit down for, for two years learn his trade and just study him and, and then come through Gordon Could, do you think that and Roger will there need to be <clears throat> will, will they need to be used a bit more then in, in, in the coming two seasons of this this contract yeah. extension three seasons now yeah I know I know what uh, Neil's saying there about Parsons 19 but he's shown that he's ready to play at this level Gordon and when you're ready to play at this level as a player it doesn't matter if you're 19 or you're 26 you want to play as much football as you possibly can I'll be interested to see what Rangers actually do with the boy because um, I don't think that sitting about learning from Tavernier for two years is going to do the boy's um, you know um, career any good at all I think the boy's got to find some level of foot, football where he's playing you know a few games a year, a year. He, can't, he can't just be sitting on the bench coming on and an odd game he's got to be getting numbers this is when he learns his trade. He's ready. He showed that. He's very comfortable. Though the good thing about for Rangers is, and Stephen Gerrard will probably say, well, it's just now it's given competition to Tavernier. You'll probably get more out of Tavernier knowing mm. I cannot slip as much as he's guaranteed. Because it used to it used to be absolutely nailed on. Nailed on, it? yes. But now he'll need to up his game because he knows that if Parson's still there, he's desperate to get in, and Parson can get in and take the jersey <laughs> off you. So it's a good. It's a good situation for Rangers, but you've just got to watch that Parson just does not drift away into the background and you're talking two years' time before we see him again. That's that's no good to the boy. He's ready to go just now. Could they both play? Could one play in front of the other, does? I don't know about that, Roger, because you would need to say Parson would be the one that would go forward because I think Tavernier is better coming from the full... Uh, length of the pitch as a right back and he's shown that and that's why he's you're tipping him for player of the year that's why Rangers have gave him his new contract why would you upset that? Uh, Neil what else is on your mind? Well it was, it was actually a point that I've been saying to my dad for a good few months now and then when it happened on Sunday I thought now was the time to actually call about it um, I didn't want Rangers to sign Ennis Hadji in the summer because I thought when we got him in, in January it was too weak. It wasn't physical enough for the Scottish game, but I was I was wrong. The guy's absolute class. He's reading of the game. He's passing ability, understanding the, the the boys' class. I've been saying to my dad for a couple of months now is I'd actually like to see him deeper and study under Davis for a while. You know, like Schalke done with, with Max Meyer, is drop him down and let him, he's, he's got the vision to be able to pick the through balls. Spread the play, dictate the play, and I I think he's actual the the, the natural successor successor to Steve Davis. What do you make of that, Roger? Andy Halliday knows these guys better than us, and he's often in here in kind of you know Wednesday night midweek games, and and says that Hadji tends to be the one that, that drops out when a big game comes around. Not always the case, but that's his sort of feeling on it. Um, but Neil thinks that that could be a. A, a succession plan there If you like For Stephen Davis Yeah I, I tend to agree With what Neil said Right at the start But he said he wasn't sure About signing Hadji In the first place Last summer But the lads come in Think of the number of games Rangers have won 1-0 Through the winter months When Hadji scored that goal He has played his part In this title win And you maybe did Neil Get a glimpse of the future In the second half On Sunday night Against Cove When Davis went off And Hadji came into A, a similar role there I think if it's going to be A long term Thing if he's going to succeed Davis in the long term, he is going to have to increase his work rate because Davis 
you know, lovely on the ball, but off the ball, he gets about the pitch. Hadji's maybe going to need to increase that if he's going to emulate Davis in years to come. But it's an interesting point. Big shoes to fill, Gordon. Just mm. 126 mm. international caps um, over last weekend that made him the most capped British player of all time. Yeah, as you rightly said, Gordon, big shoes to fill. He's been absolutely brilliant, getting better wage, Davis. In the middle of the part, I don't think he's ready to, to hang up the boot yet, Gordon. So. Yeah, I, I see uh, Neil's mm. point with Hadji He is a very, very clever player But Roger hits it right in the, the nail on the head He has to up his work rate if he's got it in there Thank you Neil in Cumbernauld It was nice to speak to you 01419511025 So lots of praise for James Tavernier signing that new contract Not from everyone though Stephen's on the phone, he's not happy He says this is a Tavernier love fest uh, We'll speak to Stephen next You are the voice of Scottish football Call 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Gordon DL and Roger Hanna are here They're both waiting on your calls So don't hang around Get in touch And let us know what is on your mind Stevens and Partick How are you Stephen? Aye not bad How you doing? Not bad at all What's on your mind tonight? Oh, it was just listening to you Going round the houses man Who to credit for For having your exploits Everybody mm. said Gerard to, to Brock said well And he kept talking about The last year The last year It's like What's been going on The last year Think about it What's been going on the last year? Oh, go on, put me out of my misery, tell me Surely, you know It's a pandemic, isn't it? Do you think that's a Benny part to play in it? Because he's literally mentioned everything apart from that What do you mean? So the pandemic has made J- well, James well, Tavernier a well, better player? Well, as in when he's playing at Ibrooks, He's not getting his own fans in his back When, he, when he's gone to away grounds He's not getting away, he's not mm. getting away fans on his back Do you think that's maybe get something to do with it? No Roger, um, I'm not sure. I hadn't really considered that, Stephen. Um, I think football. A smart man like yourself, God. Foot... A smart man like yourself, Roger. You didn't even consider it. F- football, like society, is is different this year. You you watch football, and it's not the same without fans. I think these guys that do those GPS vests and monitor how much the players run will tell you they don't run quite as far. <coughs> they don't write, run to quite the intensity. So maybe there is a reaction somewhere along the line to no fans being in the grounds. Um, I'm not sure how much of a difference it would make It'd be interesting to hear what James Tavernier's take on that would be But regardless of the the reasons or explanations I think I think he's had a good year, hasn't he? About, I just for a range For Rangers anyway, certainly I could just kind of get away for that But just, he's been looking for reasons and explanations And I thought the elephant in the room That he's were dancing in, you know what I mean? Oh, Gordon Dale can't dance no, Not with that hip But, yeah, um, but, but you can only No, he's the elephant in the room Oh, oh very good, Stephen <laughs> <laughs> that, That's well, not a trunk I like your chat I like your chat um, You can only go on his performances, Gordon um, You can look at Yeah, I mean, I get, I get right, right, rival fans right? I kind of get that But for, for us you, you stand here and say You know, win the league and say Ah, well, it's only because there's a pandemic You know, <laughs> That's not going to happen, is it? No, I think I think that's been a bit unfair um, in Tavernier. Some people respond to, you know, you look at, for instance, the Celtic captain. I think he's better with supporters on him. I think he thrives in that. Um, but you can't really look at James Tavernier this year and say, well, he's had a good season because of what's happened in football and no supporters. I think that's been a bit. I think Stephen's been a bit unfair in the boy. I think his performances have been terrific, even uh, mm. in Europe. He's led by examples And some of the goals he's scored Whether our fans in the ground or not It wouldn't have made any difference I mean Stephen Can you not just spin that then you know, And say that Does this mean that other players Actually need fans To, to, 
to fault to, to boost them in, in these this season we don't need them. I I would say there probably is players out there that play better with a crowd, somebody to show off in front of somebody to drive them on. Goes both ways. But just saying the fact that it wasn't even mentioned is a is an, a possible explanation for what's happened this year. If you if you, fl- you flipped that the other side though, Stephen, do you think Celtic have played collectively, do you think Celtic's performance levels are down because they're not driven on by 60,000 fans Do you think Liverpool's performance levels are down Because they're not driven on by the cop At times like this when there's no fans in the ground uh, Well I think The, the difference at one of the differences as well Obviously we are pointing Glennon Who really wasn't up to scratch to take over from Rodgers And um, they probably looked at their time off uh, During the, when the season was finished there There's no relaxing in that But the Rangers were in doing their work Working hard a bit more professionalism than we probably had no bug out at the time and I think that's played a part as well but I definitely think there's an element of supporters getting them players backs and that it's, it's probably helped them play a wee bit more freer than they have been in previous seasons Well we've got you on the line Stephen if you don't mind it, it seems like a good uh, link to the next talking point today which was that news that Don Mackay will join the Celtic earlier I think it's 10 weeks earlier than planned um, he's going to leave next Friday His current post Join Celtic the following Monday And then officially take over From Peter Lowell July the 1st Is that Is that, that good news? Is that, is that a sign that things are going to You know the wheels in motion On new managers and so on A bit quicker? I will well, Hopefully this is This is a start A knock on effect that, that moves pretty quickly This week But it's dragged on And dragged on And dragged on So hopefully Something's some starting to happen now. So They still Take you about 10 weeks time uh, yeah, he's, well, it's ten weeks earlier than planned, Roger. That's the, that's the, the 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 dates. If you look at when he was meant to come in and when he will, but you know he will officially take over on July the first. But he's coming into the club before then. Yeah, something just makes sense, Gordon. I noticed uh, Glasgow and Edinburgh the rugby teams both get knocked out of Europe at the weekend. That is effectively the rugby playing season over until the summer games in the Rainbow Cup and the, the summer tour for Scotland. So Dominic Mackay's work at ASRU was essentially done. And um, I think it sort of makes sense He can come now He can shadow Peter Lawwell He can go and meet mm. All the people that he needs to meet And I think I think in the long term These next 10 weeks Will be very educational And, fo- and informative for Don Mackay I mean Stephen You mentioned there It's kind of dragging on and on Is that that worry you at all Or is that just something you, You're expecting to happen And do you fully expect Eddie Howe will, will be in the building s- Soon enough? Oh, nah, I, to, to be honest though Eddie, Eddie Howe hang the longer It's going to be up for him um, I don't know. It's just something's a wee bit, a wee bit more right with it at the minute. What do you mean? Do you think there's, a, there's still a chance that won't happen? Ah, I think there's still a great high chance. Well, you see, we were meant to have signed the, the, the boys of Liverpool, the centre back. He was meant to have an agreement, agreed to come, and you've seen how quickly that changed. So I can't see any reason why it couldn't change again regarding how. Roger, what about this bigger picture then? Because Don Mackay will interest some Celtic fans, but it won't interest them as much as. If and when the new manager arrives Yeah, I think Eddie Howe will be in the building um, As we said in the show last week I don't necessarily mm. think anyone is in any mad rush for this to happen well, Why not then? Stephen feels from his fans' perspective that it's, it's dragging on I think one of the reasons was when he left Bournemouth I think Eddie Howe was looking for, for a quite a lengthy break from football um, You can argue, and listen Stephen might take a, a differing view Is there any great point? If Eddie Howe is going to be the Celtic manager for five years do the next five or six or seven games really matter? Um, if you are Eddie Howe, do you want to come in for the last five or six or seven games and essentially take over someone else's team? 
not a team that you're going to be taking forward a team that's going to be by everyone's admission broken up in the summer so maybe it'll allow you to get bedded in though and, and get a real feel for the place and but you would uh, if I was at Celtic I would want Eddie Howe in the building and you're saying there about the last five he's got, <laughs> right away there's a massive one there against Rangers in the Scottish Cup you've still got a Scottish Cup to go for it's still uh, you know the fact of going and trying and salvaging something yeah. for your supporters but this season Steve, Steve. if you beat Rangers and you win the Scottish Cup so uh, me personally Roger I know what you're saying that Eddie Howe might look and think well I'm needing a break this is a massive job you can't just uh, for me he's not going to walk in the summer and it's two or three things he needs to change round it's massive he's got players there he's got to look at staffing he's got to look at the full club so if I was anything to do with Celtic I'd be trying to get him in the building as soon as I'll, possible I'll take you back three years do any of us really believe that Rangers suddenly thought of Steven Gerrard after that 5-5 draw at Easter Road no Steven Gerrard was in the radar a considerable period of time before that did mm. Steven Gerrard come in and take the tail end of a team that had been sort of thrown together by Pedro Cascina, Graham Murty and Jimmy Nickel? no he didn't Steven Gerrard did his work away from the club identified signing targets, identified his backroom team and came in when he felt the time was ready. And, and, and I think that's probably what is happening with Eddie Howe at the minute. Yeah, we did say that last night about Stephen Gerrard spoken before about already can knowing that when he got a job, Michael Beale would come with him and when he got a job, he, he knew what he'd put in place. Mm-hmm. Um, so get that side of it, Gordon. Um, but you're not... You're not fully buying that You think just get in there and, and I can understand what Roger's saying But I just think there's, there's There's a massive job to be done At Celtic Football Club Now you're talking there Stephen Gerrard would have had His backroom staff all picked out Just a case of the phone call This is when we're getting in This is the way we're going to work There's still question marks As for instance Eddie Howe going to work with John Kennedy uh, Gavin Strachan uh, Has he got to bring in his own guys You know I, I, Me personally I'm not saying he has to get in there and be be hands on. He needs to be preparing. He needs to be planning. He needs to be sitting down with the 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 board and finding out. Listen, look at how good a season Rangers have had, and the reason was preparation before the start of the season for Rangers was terrific this year, and they hit the ground running. I think Eddie Howe's got to do that with Celtic. Uh, thank you, Stephen and Partick. Uh, 01419511025. I actually don't have Broxy Bear's number, but it's something we should maybe look into for <laughs> for getting advice in the in the future. I'm sure Alex Ray will have it. He may well do. Uh, let's bring in Alec. Not that one. Another Alec on the line. Um, what's on your mind tonight, Alec? Uh, just uh, touching on Eddie Howe and about the Scottish Cup draw. Mm-hmm. Uh, just listening, he's you know talking about with Eddie probably coming in uh, later. I, I would probably agree with that because there's that, as rightly so, there's that many things that's needing to be done, different departments, uh, different positions need to be need to be filled. If Eddie comes in tomorrow and starts getting on the training field with the team, uh, obviously being a manager, being a coach, if he's, if, he, if, he's let, if he lets John Kennedy do what he's doing now, it gives him a chance to take a step back and get everybody, get everything in place without the, the pressures that he's going to have to take me as a team right now. I, I can, I can see, I can see the thinking, the thinking yet. So that when he does come in, boys, or I think it will definitely bring his own people in. That's for sure. I'm not saying that uh, John Kennedy won't be there. A Gavin Strang. I think John Kennedy's done did a great job. I know a lot of people 
to have been shouting for him to go with everybody else, but it's quite clear the guy has got something. But I do think that Eddie will bring his own people in. Although that he might not have been there, he'll still be looking at signing targets. Yeah, so I mean, the pre- the previous caller, Alec, was also a Celtic fan, as I'm sure you heard, and he was saying it was dragging on, and the longer it went on, he was worried. I don't know if that's the right word, but you know, concerned that it, it might not happen, it might, it might fall through. But you, you're a bit more relaxed about it, yeah. Well, definitely, you know, De- when Dermot Desmond puts his mind to it, and he wants to pull out the stops, and I do think that you know, I know, I know that there's been a lot of people going on about you know what Eddie Howe done. I think for for Celtic. To get Eddie Howe up to Scotland, you know, the same way as obviously Ranger did with Stephen Gerrard, but Stephen Gerrard was in under eight teams at the time. Gerrard, uh, sorry, Eddie Howe was a manager at Engl- Eng- English Premiership. We keep on talking about this is the elite league, you know what I mean? Eddie Howe obviously, about a time out, he could do what Brendan done. It's quite clear when Stephen leaves Rangers, he's going to get into a, a, a top job down in England. So we can't even be that bad up here. So I think to get Eddie up here, you know, and I, I'm quite relaxed about it, you know. The, the good thing about it is nobody really knew that this was happening up until last week. It was every name Tom, Dick and Harry was flung into the hat. And then obviously it's, it's Sky Sports, yourselves, everything. And I think that we just need to be a wee bit more patient. Dominic Mackay's coming in. Eddie's coming in. I don't know who the, the director of football is going to be. I don't know if it's going to be by Harkin or I don't know if it's going to be the boy that Eddie's wanting to bring in. So there's a lot of different things to be filled. And I will get a Scottish Cup last 16 with Rangers. But if Eddie, if Eddie comes in and he's going to be rushing about, he's going to be doing this at the next thing. Let's prepare for next season. We all, we all know this season was about the league. It was all about 10 in a row. That's gone now. So let's make sure that we're ready for the Premiership when it starts next season. That that's that's just my, my does, view. Does that mean you're not putting much importance on this Scottish Cup tie then? I'm putting mega importance ah, on right. it. Gordon. I'm putting mega importance, and I'm very confident after watching my last my team's last two games against Rangers. Now people can say the last one was a rubber duck. I'm 48 years of age, sorry, 49, and I've never seen Rangers and Celtic play a rubber duck game. So. I was confident the way we played at New Year. Obviously, Carl McGregor on goal. You know, history. Last game, one each. Al McGregor, Polna, great saves. Last 16 of the Scottish Cup. Huge. And getting into it, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't phased about getting drawn Rangers high and over here. Maybe I'll get a, a smaller team. But if you want to win the Cup, you need to beat the best teams. That's the way I see it. I mean Gordon I can I can almost sense Both sides of this I can hear fans like Alec Who say Actually do you know what Seeing the head to heads I've not seen anything that, that makes me Fearful of the fixture Then you'll get other people Who'll say Okay Why would you put more emphasis On that Than, than the 20 point gap At the top of the league Is that a more telling um, Indication of where the sides are What's your take on, on that what, what was your thoughts When the draw came out on Sunday um, I think Um and I know the arguments that the last time under Neil Lennon that Celtic went to Rangers and Rangers didn't have a shot on target but still win the game so I think home home advantage uh, counted for me Gordon um, I'm sure that Celtic would have loved it to be in at Celtic Park uh, Rangers have got that advantage Rangers you know they've got the confidence of being the champions 
Celtic are uh, under a little bit of pressure for their supporters to try and salvage something for them because it's been an absolute nightmare of a season and the Celtic for- supporters are demanding that a bit of success that would t- come if they could go to Ibrox and beat Rangers and go on to win the Scottish Cup still a big ask after that but Rangers at home the way they are the, they're the champions are playing with a lot of confidence and they've got a terrific squad as well. So I just thought, cup football, anybody can win it. We know that. But home advantage, I thought, was important. Uh, this is a good time to pick up the phone. Thank you to Alec 0141 because we are about to get some travel and that means you could be straight up next. 0141 This is Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Roger Hanna and Gordon DL are here Still plenty of time here until 8 o'clock So pick up the phone and let us know what you've got for us I've got an update for you on one of Scottish football's most important stories today As soon as you two started slagging them at 5 past 6 The message came in from Wilson With a picture, a selfie no less And he says, tell those Nice guys Nice guys The hair is cut And he sent a picture of him looking you know what Pretty sharp By his standards that, To be fair face. And um, yeah, He's looking much better Because My Twitter's been inundated today With people who saw him On Sky Sports News this morning And we're very concerned Very very concerned So many people saying You know Chris says Did nobody tell Wilson The barbers were opened uh, GW said he looked like Paul Hartley's twin uh, Mr RFK says Does he not know The hairdressers are open And he's actually been Getting a bit of stick If, if you've not seen him On Sky this morning the word on the street is that his hairdo had a striking resemblance to who, Roger Hanna? Yeah, Claire Balding. To Claire Balding, <laughs> Mark Wilson. So if you're still listening, before you got that cut, uh, everyone's decided that your hair was like Claire Balding's. Which is fine, you know, if that's, that's your style, that's fine. Sorry if you're listening, Claire, no offence intended. Um, but that, that's, that's the look. But it's gone. And he's fine and we'll see him on Thursday. So yeah, looking, looking forward, forward to, to that, yeah. Gordon DL and Claire Balding with us on Thursday. Right, let's speak to Joe, who's in Port Glasgow. Hi, Joe. Hi, Gordon, how you doing? Not bad at all, what's your point? Yeah, Gordon, just about the you know, caller Stephen talking about James Duverney and basically saying that the only reason he's playing so well this season is because of the no fans. Yep. I just think it's a ridiculous thing to say. I mean, he's captain Rangers to victories over Celtic Ibrooks in front of a full house. He's captain Rangers at Parkhead in front of a full house. He's captain Rangers from the first you know, for qualifying round to the last two years in a row, the only club to do that. So, can I suggest that you can handle pressure not too bad? I think it's a good thing to, uh, to have me say. Yeah, I mean, Roger, it's one of these theories that I, no one can even come close to, to proving it or backing up. We are in uncertain times at the moment. Hopefully, we'll, we'll never see this again. And by the way, James Tavernier might have a stinker next season, but that still won't prove that it's getting to do with the fans because we'll never know. But Joe's talking. Joe's kind of putting the case for the defence. So you are you convinced by Joe? Um, it'll be interesting to see how he plays next season. I would think he would start next season, whether the supporters in the stadiums or not, brimming with confidence because he's a title-winning Rangers captain. He scored is it seventeen goals this season? Does however many assists into double figures as well? Um, he's landed himself a nice new contract, and he is one of the darlings of the Rangers support. So if he was struggling with confidence a year ago and was worried about performances, all of that is in the past. When he reports for the first day of next season, 
He'll be captain of the champions. You can't get any more confident than that. Obviously, what's helped him as well, Gordon, and we can never answer that. Would he have been the player with the the, the fifty thousand Ibrox or whatever? I still think he would have been because I think what helps is that's probably what's the five years there, Roger. Yeah, that's probably the best team he's played. And you know they've got off to a terrific start. Confidence after you know winning games, breeding that confidence. Him scoring the important goals, being the captain. So I think it's very hard on to, uh, to say that James Tavernier may not performed if there were fifty thousand people. At Ibrox. I, I think that's wrong. Is it? I mean, Joe. Obviously, I, I don't expect you to say Rangers have won the league because there have been no fans. That's not where I'm going with this at all. Is is there any slight hint of you think it maybe helped at the beginning of the season for players to to find their feet and not not have that criticism? Is there anything there at all? No, there is. I mean, I, I've been going to Ibrox since I was seven years old, and I, I know Rangers fans are probably worse than most in terms of getting on the players' backs if um, the score's 0 0 after, say, 20 odd minutes. I, I accept that. Um, but with no, no fans, it would be different if, you know, Tavernier's been, been struggling and say, an old firm game or a big European match with a full house for the past 50 years when he's actually excelled. I mean, since Gerrard's took over, he's been one of our, our best players. The kind of progressor, the progression of him has been brilliant. And he's also took loads of high-pressure penalties. It's just, I just think, I think Gordon touched on it at the start of the show, talking about the programme notes that became a big thing. I mean, I just, I didn't read much into that at all. Again, if it was like a Barry Fergus or John Gregg, they probably wouldn't have said that, just knowing what would um, the sort of fiasco would be made of it. But yeah, I think if that had never happened, those programme notes, nobody would even mention the Tavernese mentality because for me, there's no issue at all there. Yeah, Gordon, I think um, Roger Andy Halliday, last time he was in, says he was kind of speaking from experience, he, James Tavernier will regret the, the programme note incident. There's then maybe another question as to why was he allowed to be to be put out there as well. Um, is that something that he's just going to have to try and shake off? I feel well, the Rangers fans obviously aren't listen, bothered he's now. He's shaking it off. He's completely shaking it off this season with his individual performances and with the way he's led the team to the title. So if there were any doubts 12 months ago about James Tavernier, they have been dismissed by his own good work this season. Yeah, I don't think him will really be bothered with that. I do agree with Joe. If he hadn't put the notes in. Uh, I don't think we'd be talking about Tav- uh, Tavernier's performances this season Apart from saying he deserves to be probably player of the year And I think he will win that, Gordon I know he's been injured for a few weeks and missed a few games But up until then he'd been absolutely terrific And you know his responsibility as a captain mm-hmm. I think has been the best this season And I keep going back to it It does help if you're playing with better players and a better team it's been the week to talk about Rangers right backs, Joe, for very different reasons. How does what does the future look like for Nathan Patterson at the moment? Yeah, first of all, Gordon, I think he's absolute. Well, what a prospect he is, probably the best I've seen since um, since Barry Ferguson. But I, I think I know I said earlier on that it could be an issue, and possibly Patterson out on loan. I don't think that'll happen at all. I think Patterson's too good for us to let him go. Um, I think it'll be a similar situation, not as similar like with Potato and Hollander and, and Balligan. Similar with the midfield with Jack, Caribo, sometimes Davis. Um, I'm not saying it'll be as much as that, but I think now we know that how good Parson is. I think a big European game, say the Wednesday, and we're playing 
that game should win the Saturday at home, for example. I think we'll be passing the future more, more regularly. And anyway, just even past season, we'll be playing, you know, over 60 games a season. So there's going to be plenty of um, scope when they get a game. And he is only like, 19. Um, think back to when Alan Hutton came through, he looked good. He probably played him too much too soon. And it wasn't until he was 22 or 23 that he actually really came into his own. So if we manage passing correctly in the next few years, by the time to be on these new age, we can't play every week. Passing ready to step in. All right, Joe, it's blustery wherever Joe is. So let him go and enjoy his walk. That was Joe in Port Glasgow. Uh, you can get in touch in two ways on the phones or Twitter. Let's see what we've got over there. Uh, S. Kirkland. Says that the criticism of Tavernier has been bang out of order He's thriving around better players The ability was always there Under the stubborn Warburton At his peak now And the performances, goals and assists Are worthy of his success and accolades Says S Kirkland on Twitter I think it's time that we turn our attentions to this Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk slash football it is beat the pundit time Gordon Dale needs a victory He needs a victory to get back on track You lost last week, did you not? I've lost one game in the last two months So you need a I victory played, to get back on track I've played about 40 games I've played more games than t- Callum t- McGregor Tight game last night A 2-1 classic last night Let's see what you're made of this evening 0141-951-1025 The bragging rights, the signed ball It is all up for grabs But only if you phone before 7 o'clock Your chance to beat the pundit is next Tackle the headlines 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Roger Hanna and Gordon Diel are here If you've just joined us Here's what you missed in the first hour James Tavernier signed a new contract at Rangers Lots of reaction uh, to that one Most of it complimentary to the Rangers captain Some not, not so complimentary That's the world we live in Um Don Mackay will be joining Celtic sooner than expected Celtic fans, keep your calls coming in on that What do you make of that news? And um, we're here till 8 o'clock So there's plenty of time to do it Let's do this first Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk slash football Beat the Pundit time The latest set of stats from Black Arthur are in, Gordon They've reached me The 2021 Beat the Pundit League table I'm a leading You are not um, You're second bottom On win percentage Although you're, you've now got the same win percentage as Wilson That's something we are really going to need to clear up Is he bottom? In the next couple of weeks No, Jim Duffy is He's got a 57% So you, you and Wilson are on 60 Now you're always complaining You play the most I do, I've played Well, you've played 15 During 2021 But Keevans has played 14 And uh, he's got a 64% win record What on? 60 oh. So you've out of your 15 You've won 9 And lost 6 It's not bad It's not great though It's not bad Okay yeah, Let's meet tonight's contestant Charlie's in Fife How's it going Charlie? Yeah I'm good thank you How about yourselves? Good thank you for asking uh, You want to ruin that 60% win record surely Obviously yeah, exactly. Otherwise there's no point for it Exactly, exactly. So it's a no-brainer um, Heads it will be Roger Hanna though Who starts on minus one And tails I mean do, do you feel that Because it's now measured in league table Do you do you feel even more bitter about the minus one? Because you're not I, you're not on the same playing I, field as the rest I, I feel a bit like Brian Rice did on Saturday night I feel like banging this desk and swearing Because <laughs> I mean yeah that is, You are the only pundit that's on minus one So maybe Halliday's 100% is 
I've, I have taken this up with the Hearts midfielder and I have yeah. discussed it with him. Maybe it's a bit like playing a season in front of no fans, <laughs> as, as the previous <laughs> caller asked. I won't open that can of worms. Right, heads, it will be Roger Hannah, tails, it will be Gordon Diel. What am I meant to do If the coin keeps landing on tails I'm sorry that you play more <laughs> Again Well it is It's just the way it works So uh, I'll give Gordon some Clay 2 to listen to No no You can still hear me I can still hear you yeah. Right producer Callum Come on Press your magic buttons I don't know what's going on How um, honest am I Very honest I can hear music coming from somewhere though Is Roger getting music You get music Yeah I can hear it from here So can I but I'll get a rag It's a professional operation in here Charlie Honestly I promise there we go Right he's happy now Right 30 seconds Going on the clock Charlie You're up against Gordon And you can pass Are you ready? Yep Let's go 30 seconds Starts now Who's Rangers Oldest goal scorer This season? Davis Who did Motherwell Draw in the fourth round Of the Scottish Cup? Pass Who scored a double For Hibs against Queen of the South last night? Dodge The largest English Premier League Stadium by capacity is Old Trafford Who's the only person to score a hat-trick in the Scottish Cup at the weekend? Pass Who plays at 4th Bank? Pass Who was the first goal scorer in Celtic's win against Falkirk at the weekend? Christy Okay, let's bring Gordon Deal back, can you hear us? Yeah, I can Same set of questions to you 30 seconds on the clock You ready? Yeah Good, your time starts now Who is Rangers' oldest goal scorer this season? Davis who did Motherwell draw in the fourth round of the Martin. Scottish Cup? Who scored a double for Hibs against Deutsch. QOS last night? What is the largest English Premier League stadium by capacity? Uh, Emirates. Who was the only person to score a hat trick in the Scottish Cup at the weekend? Oh, pass. Don't know. Who plays at Fourth Bank? Sterling Albion. Name the first goal scorer in Celtic's win against Falkirk at the weekend. Uh, um, James Forrest. Was it James Forrest? Okay, okay, Charlie. What do you think? I bottled it. Really? Oh, no, I think so. Nothing worse, right? Well, let's find out. Both of you had a um, bit of a slow start. I thought this was an easy question to get us up and running. What was Jermaine Defoe, the oldest scorer for Rangers this season? Oh, both went Stephen Davis, Jermaine Defoe. Oh, good, Charlie. Well done. Yeah. Um, who did Motherwell draw in the fourth round of the cup? Morton. Only Gordon Diel got it. He goes one nil in front. Um. Who scored a double for Hibs last night? It was Christian Doyle. You both got it. So Gordon stays one in front. Roger, what is the largest English Premier League stadium by capacity? Old Trafford. It is Old Trafford. It's not the Emirates. And Charlie got it. Oh. So Charlie equalised. Charlie, I think you've been harsh on yourself. Uh, I don't think. I was just added the default one. I knew it as soon as I, I said know, it. Nothing. I know. Did I know. You, did you uh, who was the only person to score a hat trick in the Scottish Cup at the weekend? Oh, Motherwell won it. No. no. Who was it? Kevin Lafferty. So it was I was Kyle on the show Lafferty Did Charlie get that? He did not So Good. you're still up by one um, Who plays at Fourth No Charlie's level Sorry uh-huh. uh, Who plays at Fourth Bank Sterling Albion You are right You go one up now And the first scorer In Celtic's win Was James Forrest So Charlie I don't. I think you were a bit harsh on yourself I wouldn't say you bottled it But unfortunately He's just pipped you Hardlines that's alright Try again those things Exactly uh, uh, Charlie Unlucky Charlie Five. What will that be Any mathematicians out there Quickly you, tell me What the win percentage I don't is know But it just goes right by Wilson's new haircut Yeah it will be Yep you'll overtake him I think maybe Keevans as well So Oh yeah yeah, Go on, This has been a good night. Unlucky, Charlie. Not bad at all. Let's cheer them up. <laughs> You've not been this happy since you won that Pringle jumper <laughs> at the Raith Rovers Golf Day. Ah, Charlie was very confident. I loved when people come on their confidence. I don't think Charlie was overly he confident. Was, I, think was. Charlie was a, <laughs> I think you're being unfair. Charlie was being a. I think you're being. 
definitely Charlie unfair. has been a little bit smart. Yeah, I'll stop him. I'll say that. You know. <laughs> I was about to bring Charlie in for the right of reply, but he's gone. He's gone. Tail he's between away. his legs, oh. back to five. I tell you, I was under pressure to win that there. And you would you'd have had some You'll have some nights out in Fife I'm sure back Oh a few back nights in the out day, in Fife Yeah, yeah. Mm. Yes, yes, None fair. that you can tell us about I wouldn't imagine In my book Roger writing it Roger will write it yeah mm-hmm. Yeah it'd be brilliant oh, I don't doubt it but We're, we're to not going to start with all that nonsense When I grew up Motherwell at two and three Kicking the ball We're going right into the series business Okay yep I'll look, Yeah we'll, we'll auction some of them off For cash for kids <laughs> Signed copies because um, they're going to have pictures Oh everything right. Oh but you're listening each, each copy will come with three crayons <laughs> I like it 01419511025 That is the number you need to have your say to the panel tonight uh, You can of course tweet us as well Which is at Clyde SSB um, this, is a, this is a brilliant uh, theory this Roger Just be careful Check that stool is stable And you don't fall off it at this suggestion Right Kiros says I'm sure Gordon Duncan said on Super Scoreboard that Roger Hanna accepts a higher show fee to continue at minus one. <laughs> oh dear, if only. Leave the jokes to this lot in here, Kiros. I don't think so. Um, we've got Championship League One and League Two action tonight, and uh, Airdrie have taken a 1 0 lead against Falkirk Alley Roy. On nine minutes Which is a big result Because Falkirk are top of that league But they dropped points last midweek And Cove got maximum points So um, it's An interesting title race that one Roger It is And Cove injury hit As a legacy of, of the cup defeat at Ibrox On Sunday night Looks like Jamie Masson Might not play again this season I think Mitch Meganson Might be out the game tonight as well So uh, the, the pressure of these teams Having to play three Or sometimes four games a week is beginning to sort of bite deep into, squ- into the squads I think Thistle of injury problems going to East Fife tonight as well So there are pressures on these teams But it is tight at the top of League One Oh this is the last thing we need This is like a typical conspiracy theory on, on Super Scoreboard Black Arthur says that Roger Hanna would be on 100% If he didn't start on minus one Because he lost his one game on a tiebreaker It's <gasps> oh, devastating news So who's leading this table? How are they 100%? Yeah, he's played about three games, isn't he? Six. Six. Mm. Yeah, six from six. And Duff uh, is bottom. Played seven, won four. Which is, again, that's, 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 that's a similar ratio to you before tonight. Very similar. Right, 01419511025. Um, we do have news on the Glenn Kamara incident from a few weeks ago, and that is that UEFA have opened disciplinary p- proceedings, easy for me to say, against Andre Cudela and. Glenn Kamara um, Now Cadella has been Provisionally suspended For one match While proceedings are underway Slavia earlier announced That Cadella wouldn't travel To London for the Arsenal game Anyway due to illness But he's suspended For that game So there is going to be An investigation Cadella being considered For potential racist conduct And Kamara being assessed For potential um, Misconduct as well Roger Hanna What are you making of all this? Um I don't think we've heard the end of it, have we? Um, I think there was a Spanish lawyer involved collating evidence um, ahead of a proper UEFA hearing. Um, I think there's enough evidence there that UEFA felt they could provisionally suspend Cudela um, for the game. Now, it's not really UEFA's fault that he wasn't going to play in the game anyway. You know, you have to take it at face value. He is suspended for the game. But he could face a 10-game ban if found guilty. I believe Amar Anwar. Well, Glenn, yeah, there is a statement tonight from... Amar Anwar, Glenn Kamara's lawyer uh, I won't read it all um, But he does point out that Cadella will will not be allowed to play against Arsenal Which also means that Police Scotland won't be able to question him 
I understand Police Scotland have suf- a sufficiency of evidence to proceed with charges against Cadella without the need to speak to him. Um, it also says that the one match ban does little to instill confidence in UEFA being serious about stamping out racism in football and they must take robust action going forward. The defence put forward by Slavia Prague can only be described as incredible or fantasy. A one match ban will make no difference. They were already claiming he's too ill to travel. It smacks of tokenism. It gives little confidence to black players who face such vile abuse um, and so on. So that's the statement from Glenn Kamara's lawyer. Um, let's speak to David in Cumbernauld. I think he's got a point on that. Hi, David. Evening, panel. Hello. Uh, I was just saying that the news came in that he has been um, banned for this uh, incident and I think it's absolutely disgraceful that it's only one match ban. Do you think of what you can get banned for in football for longer than one match? And they need to, for me, they need to prove that it's an equal game and they need to show the racism that I can't. Yeah, I mean, Roger, this is not to say that this is the, the end of it. This is not to say that Cadella will only serve a one-match no. ban. Um, but it, can you see where, where Amar Anwar is coming from oh. in the sense that Slavia had already said, oh, he can't travel, he's unwell. And now he's suspended anyway, so it doesn't seem like much of a much of a punishment. Is it convenient? Because had he got here, would the Police Scotland have been able to, to question him? And now they can't. Yeah, I can see all of those points. I would say the ball is still very much in UEFA's court. This isn't finished yet. UEFA still have the power. It's still within their grasp to lay down a much heavier sanction against Kudela. One of the things that's worried me, Gordon, is you would hope it's unrelated, but you wonder if these things are unrelated. The incident at the weekend yep. between Valencia, Valencia. and Cadiz, um, Diacabi, the Valencia player, going off, taking his teammates with him, they eventually came back, and now Cadiz are saying today their player Salah did not racially abuse Diacabi, and you're into a very similar situation. You would hate to think. That this is now going to become common practice around world football and seeing incidents like this. And UEFA have it in their powers, as I say, to lay down not just a sanction against Kudela, but lay down a marker to everyone in world football that racism, any form of racism, is as unacceptable on a football pitch as it is in society in general. And the defence is kind of similar, isn't it? The Cadiz and Prague. No, 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 that, that, you know, that's not what was said. and I've got, I've got black friends that that type of thing that, that we often hear. Um, David, I suppose. I mean, to be fair, David, I'm sure we would all accept that. You know, a full investigation sh- should take place, and then hopefully we can establish um, exactly what's going on. But that is it. Is it this whole one match suspension and the the illness that that Slavia are reporting? Is that not sitting right with you? It just seems like an excuse. I, I mean, I think UEFA has already got previous on this that they that they seem to be unwilling to go the fullest extent that they should go. They have an open goal here. There's there's no way and that that incident wasn't racial. It obviously was. If they don't take this opportunity to show that there is an ultimate sanction. And there's no, I can't think of another way that they could do that apart from either banning this player from ever playing in an international competition or get again or throwing the team out. That's the only two things that are going to really put a doubt in somebody's mindset that has a racial 
thing against people. That's the only thing that's going to do it. One match ban isn't going to do anything. They need to show that enough is enough. Yeah, I mean, like I say, this is a a provisional suspension. Um, That's not to say it's the end of the matter. But, Roger, people are looking for... And whether it's this one or not, there is a feeling that UEFA don't take this stuff serious enough. You break commercial rules, you have a slogan on your strip that shouldn't be there, your subs have the cheek to warm up wearing the wrong vests during a Champions League game, you will be punished for it. Even if it's not this... Have... Have we ever seen anything from from UEFA on these types of incidents which suggest that they take it serious enough? No. Uh, listen, we've mentioned it in the show before. I think, I think the comparison we gave was when the England team were ready to walk off the pitch after some of their players were racially abused in Bulgaria and the Bulgarians got a fine which was less than the fine Huddersfield Town got for wearing those Paddy Power gimmick yep. shirts. So that tells you how seriously UEFA treated. But they've got another chance. If they investigate this properly, they have another chance to send out a warning uh, And it, listen It's up to them to do it um, I'm not so confident that they will But you listen You know, you read out some of Amar Anwar's statement there I saw him tweeting earlier on A one year suspension of the player Would be an adequate um, Not just punishment But also a warning to others um, mm. I can't see UEFA having the courage To do anything like that we, I am now thinking back to Ian The Partick Thistle fan Who phoned in last night Just to change the subject Because David has gone from the phone um, Who was not happy with recent team selection With chopping mm. and changing He felt that drawing with Forfar Had cost Partick Thistle chance of promotion They're now 2-0 down at East Fife. Kevin Smith has just scored a second For East Fife, And as we edge closer to the end of this shortened season Roger that If that result stays that way Along with some other results tonight Thistle's I'm, chances of going up are I'm, I'm amazed at that Gordon Because I saw them for Super Scoreboard on Saturday at Tannadice And they could have been 3-0 up At half time against Indy United They were And this isn't you know, Don't use the word loosely They were outstanding Against a Premiership team In the first half um, They were outstanding for About 75 minutes Until a couple of defensive lapses At the end And of course as You guys were watching it in the year You saw yep. You know the collision Between the defender and the goalkeeper At the end was Prompted by Nicky Clark Shoving the defender Into the goalkeeper And they got away with it Steve McLean the referee And his linesman Didn't spot it Otherwise I also would have been into extra time, Daz, on Saturday. Mm. So it's I'm good. Of, you, you get more football time if you get an extra time. Only, <laughs> only three changes, two outfield changes. I think tonight Ryan Williamson was back in it right back, and I think there was a change. Connor Murray was was added further up the the pitch. I thought they would go to Methyl. I thought they would win the game, and I expected them to build in that good performance at Tannadice. But it doesn't look as if that's happening. Breaking or winning? Oh, Mark Wilson <laughs> will be absolutely. Down, the head down the toilet Being sick just now The new hairdo Yeah ruined. The new hairdo uh, He right. just loves breaking to lose We've got a good question for you And oh. Ian in Lancashire Has got an interesting theory On James Tavernier's new contract We'll hear it next Taking your calls On Scottish football 0141 951 1025 This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Gordon Diel and Roger Hanna Are here Going to get to Ian in Lancashire Very quickly Because he's been hanging patiently So I'll quickly give you the teaser First um, and I'll just let it simmer away with you It's the crazy pony He's back on We've not heard from him in a couple of weeks He says 10 players have scored a hat-trick In the English Premier League But could not manage one During their time in Scottish football I really like that question I think everyone at home can get involved in that You can throw some names in 10 players have scored a hat-trick In the English Premier League 
But they couldn't manage one During their time In Scottish football Defoe can't be one Does he score a hat-trick for Rangers? Um, yeah he's not on the list Baduka? Uh, no Right we'll leave it there Just because I want to get to Ian He's been hanging on uh, For quite some time Ian take it away well, I mean the, f- the first thing Brilliant That, that Davenir signed a new contract mm-hmm. But I think my first thought was That's probably him off in the summer I, I, I think it's clever by Rangers I think We'll get a lot We will get a lot more money For a guy on a three year contract Than a guy in the last year's contract yeah. And back to Gordon's point earlier I don't think Patterson would be prepared to sit there for the next two years saying I might get the odd 20, 30 minutes here and there. I think they know what they're doing. I think we'll start next season with Patterson right back. Ooh. Roger, generally that is a is a a good train of thought. You know, if, if clubs look to tie up their assets on long-term deals, it, it's twofold. You either keep them for the duration and he... Performs well for you Or you've protected yourself To, to bids that are coming in um, Not No one yet on the show Has had that feeling About James Tavernier's Contract extension Ian's thrown it out there Yeah it, it is an interesting one Because If you're 29 years of age And you're captain of Rangers And you're about to go Into the Champions League For the first time um, Where would you want to go to? You know What, what would make you leave? Um, a top six team in England A lot of them are well served for right backs You know if you look at Kyle Walker, Rhys James, Trent Alexander-Arnold Aaron Wood-Bissaka uh, so Have you they not learned a lot of our players up here That would take almost anything In the English Premier League Apart, apart from maybe the kind of I, I think up and coming players would I think uh, you know if James Tavernier was 20, An Englishman at 21 or 22 or 23 And thought right I'm going to get down here And I'm going to go to a I'm just plucking names out there here A Brighton or a Crystal Palace And then if I do well there I'll get my move to the big you know, team after that But but James is 29 now um, He's getting a good deal from Rangers um, He's a hero at Rangers Having been the captain who ended 10 in a row I, I just wonder you know, Is there a move down there That would be sufficiently attractive to James? Crystal Palace would treble his wages Yeah yeah, I, can, I can see the thinking behind uh, what Ian's saying, but, but I don't, I don't really think that will happen. Now, every player's got their price, of course I have, um, but I just think that Tavernia twenty nine's an interesting selling age, isn't it? Because mm. you're, you, it's without stating the obvious, right? It's not twenty two, so you you can't really be buying a player and believe that you're going to get them for the next ten years. But you're also not you're not over the hill, hill either. But yeah. you don't you won't get resale value on someone at uh-huh. twenty nine. Yeah, and 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 Ian's correct because he can stack up with the argument saying, "Well, Patterson's sitting there. He's shown, and what I said it tonight in the, the beginning of the show, he's shown that he's ready to step in there and play uh, every week regular." But I just don't. I could be wrong. I don't see. It. I, I think Tavernier's in for the long haul. I really do, unless crazy money come in for him that Rangers couldn't refuse. But I don't think there's a plan just now to say tie him up. In the summer mm. We're going to sell him Because we'll get Patterson sitting there I mean you sound pretty convinced Ian You've got Nathan Patterson Starting for Rangers next season Yeah Yeah well, The minute when I heard Roger Hanna saying When he, when, when Tav leads Rangers out next season I I, I just don't I, I think today is all about transfer value For Tavernier it's Certainly Listen It's an interesting take on it I do think that James Tavernier You have to remember The majority of the time He's had at Rangers Has been times D- difficult times Times when he's not yeah. been winning things This is now the yeah. highlight 
of James Tavernier's Rangers career He's about to get his hands on that league trophy He may well yeah. get his hands in the Scottish Cup before the season's I, out He's about to play Champions League football for the first time in his career And I don't think James Tavernier You know, you, you look at Scott Brown across the city Made the decision to go to Aberdeen Scott Brown was at the end of his old firm journey, if you like With Celtic mm-hmm. at 35, coming 36 in the summer I don't mm-hmm. think James Tavernier is at the end of his old firm journey with Rangers yet No, but... Uh, I think it's a two-series climb that, though. I think Crystal Palace or Aston Villa, <coughs> Everton, they're all paying right back to £100,000 a week. Yeah, I can see you. Uh, listen, I'm, I'm with your argument. I just don't. Has Everton, for instance, got to come in at 29 and pay what for James Tavernier? That's where you got to ask yourself a question. Now, I've said to Ian that I do agree that everybody has got their price and it's whether there's a club out there prepared to pay that price Rangers want because you're right, if you look at uh, Parson, he's ready to step in any time but I don't think that will be the case. I think that Tavernier will still lead Rangers out next season as a captain. You know you know the one thing I thought about there? As Ian said that, well, these teams in England paying right backs £100,000 a week, the Mushroom's just switched his radio off, hasn't it? <laughs> he's got it. Honestly. They didn't do that when he was a right back nah, Exactly, hangs about with us instead right? Thank you Ian in Lancashire um, That's the first one on, on that train of thought we've we've had Is this to protect a, you know, a transfer value Alan is in Nielsen uh, you going, Are you going along with that Alan? I'm going exactly the same as Ian I think it's better It's going to cost more money Keep Patterson And then sell to Avenir That's the way I'm looking at it at the minute, and buy a new right back to back up Patterson. What about the age argument then? That Tavernier's 29, and although that means he's still got a good bit of football in him, it might make big money transfers as slightly less likely. Well, I don't. I don't think it makes any difference because Tavernier really cost us nothing at the time. But half a million or something, Tavernier cost us. Yep. I think he's been quoted by many Premier League clubs and I just, I think the signing the extra contract is just for Rangers' benefit, not Tavernier's benefit. I mean, has he, Roger? I know there's been kind of rumoured interest. Has it ever got close as far as you know? I think Newcastle were, were, were keen on him a while back to take him back where it all really began for him. Um, I, I just have, you know, you just get a feeling for these things. I might be wrong. Somebody might come in with a... An enormous offer And just lure him away On those big wages That you know The previous caller Was talking about um, I just think Having been through All those sort of Darker times If you like At Rangers When they weren't winning things And you know They were suffering Big defeats In, in, in high profile games When you look at the, the season The year That James Tavernier Has just had I think he'll be looking To have more of that And I think he would like To lead the Rangers Into the Champions if, League If you're looking to Exit the building Roger Would it not make sense As a player Going into his last 12 months His contract To, to not sign the, the, the new deal Because obviously The cards would be Firmly in Tavernier's hands So I, I just I, I, I Listen I, I think the lads Have got a terrific argument uh, They've got facts there That they could say Well we'll sell them Take the money If, if somebody comes in And pays the money for them They've got Parson ready made right back to get in there. Uh, bring someone else in as well. But I just don't see... 
I don't see him like Roger I think Tavernier's still It would be interesting If Rangers do choose To cash in on one of their I was, ju- I was just going to ask you right Because summer, Sorry Roger who, Brian, who would go? Brian tweeted there to say Dave King has said Rangers would need to trade This summer yeah. And you would acknowledge that But you think that's far more likely To be a A Glenn Kamara say Than Than a James Tavernier Yeah because I, I, I just tend to think it will be one of the more What you mm. might describe As a sort of Up and coming player A player five years younger Than James Tavernier Maybe a Kamara As you say Is it beyond the realms Of possibility It could be Ryan Kent If you look at the interest There was in him Last summer Could it be Borna Barisic As well You know who will have Suitors down Euros. south And on the continent After the Euros Albeit he's going to have A poor performance Against Scotland Obviously, obviously. Yep. Um could could it be Morelos? Could this be the summer? You know that Morelos is sold. I, I don't know. Dave King, as you say, has said there will be trading. Um, the last I checked, though, Dave King wasn't chairman anymore. So maybe the the current board have have a different view on it. Um, Alan, now we are going down the line of the hypothetical. You're saying that's what you think will happen. Is that is that good for you? Is is that desirable? You think that's the right idea? Would would you prefer Rangers to cash in on, on James Tavernier if possible and play Nathan Patterson? I don't think we're in the position to be turning down money for anybody to be uh, uh, the now. To be honest with you, if we can, if we can bring Nathan Patterson through, and then sign another fullback for what, or, or even on freedom of contract, mm-hmm. I think that's the best idea for Rangers. We don't have the money to be. Turning down yep. millions of pounds for players that we've got. Well, to be fair, I don't know if there are. I don't know if there are offers there or if there will be, but it's an interesting theory. I like it, Alan. Um, in Nielsen, Tam Forsyth says if an English team was going to pay him 100 grand a week, they wouldn't wait for him to sign a new contract before um, putting. A bid in Scott Liddell says Stan Petrov signed a new deal at Celtic under Strachan But left soon after as he wanted Celtic to get a decent fee Same might be the case with Tavernier I don't think he will leave though I think Kent could go Um, That's on Twitter at Clyde SSB Uh, Right, we're on the phones as well as Twitter Right, you've had a bit of time for that teaser to settle in I'll just repeat it And as always, please keep those teasers coming in If you think that you could come up with a question Or you've heard a good one and you want to hear Used on the show The address you need Is fulltime At Clyde1.com So tonight 10 players Have scored a hat-trick In the English Premier League But they could not manage one During their time In Scotland I'll go for a couple of guesses Please do Um, I'm going to go Hearts and Sutton Both wrong Oh Roof No McCarthy McCarthy (sighs) Hopeless no. What about, getting, St- what about Stevie Naismith? You're getting worse. Naismith? No, he's scored hat tricks up here. Oh, I couldn't remember he had or not. Robert Earnshaw. Yes, well done. Oh. Where was he up here? Hey, Morton. Morton. He was well done, what Robert about, Earnshaw. Uh, Mike Newell. Nope. Noel Whelan. Ooh, nope. Francis Jeffers. No. Hmm, it's a tough one, this. Uh, I don't feel like you've really studied this. I, I don't think you've really got on the. The track that you want to be on Think about it more generally If someone's managed An English Premier League hat-trick Down there But not up here It's going to be one of those guys uh, That came with a big reputation But f- but flopped here Or, or yeah. wasn't in their best years When they came here Or cool. No you're mentioning Like Sutton and Hearts And they were, they were good cool. up here Cool Who? Cool No but Better 
Colin Kazim Richards No Worse Danny Cadamata No I mean these guys are Higher profile than them Roy, Roy, Keane. Roy Keane Roy Keane Freddie Yunberg Yes Roy Keane no Not really a hat-trick scorer is he? Nah, Maybe no, he did no. I don't know Henri Camara Yes no, See now you're getting it Okay Henri Camara Freddie Yunberg And Robbie well, Earnshaw Juninho didn't get one did he? The, the lad No Ravinelli Nope The lad that played with Rangers for Southampton Is it Austin Was it Austin? Austin Stad no oh, Have I done <laughs> I can see that Have I done Shocker A um, few other scores coming in Queen's Park 1 Cowdenbeath 0 Jaika Tongo That was a while ago Airdrie 1 Falkirk 1 Charlie Telfer has equalised For the Bairns Obviously a tough evening At um, Celtic Park At the weekend Oh Ian Wright Yes Arteta No right leave it there That's enough on the teaser um, For the meantime Right what other news do we have We're going to speak to um, George in the south side Hi George Hiya how you doing Not bad at all What's your point tonight uh, Just to say People saying that we should Cash in on Tavernier I think it's probably The best bit of business We've done uh, because if you were to sell him, Nathan Patterson would need to step up. I don't think he's quite ready for that, although he is an exceptional player. Uh, but I just don't think he can fill the boots of Tavenier just yet. And I think with Tavenier staying on, it also benefits the fact that he can then train up Patterson. Patterson can look up to him, watch him, and then maybe once his contract runs out, we'll see if he can cash in on Tavenier and Nathan Patterson mm. and be up to task. What do you guys think? Yeah, I mean, Gordon, I think everyone... Acknowledges Nathan Patterson is a prospect And you hear this ah, They're good enough, they're old enough And mm-hmm. we always hold players back in this country But but there must be a line somewhere Because it's it's very quickly gone from We barely see this guy To get him in the Scotland squad Play him at the Euros Sell mm-hmm. James Tavernier He can play every week for So that, that might be the case But they're, they're, I'm sure Stephen Gerrard would have an element of caution there As he's shown with his comments about Stevie Clark's omission from the Scotland squad Yeah I, I, I sort of uh, Disagree in the fact that I do think Patterson could step in And I think he's ready to play But I don't think that Just now um, If you were asking me Who I'd play it right back Tavernier or Patterson I would play Tavernier all day long I think Patterson's time Will definitely come Because he's a terrific prospect The boy But If Tavernier did get sold For decent money I think Rangers would have every confidence in playing Patterson at right back week in, week out. Uh, George, what about this upcoming cup tie? We've not really spoken about it too much tonight. How much does did that draw excite you? Is that a draw you think Rangers will come through relatively easily this time? Or what's your feelings on it? I think so. Uh, it probably came at the right time as well. Uh, I think it'll be a really good game. But I think we've got the edge because Celtic, what's happening with the new manager, Like, I don't even think they know what's going on yet. Uh, and I've left it far too late in my eyes. So I think Celtic Park's in a bit of turmoil at the moment. So if anything, it benefits Rangers even more because they're still unsure about the situation. So I think it's came around pretty, pretty good time. Would their perceived improved performances in the head-to-heads recently Give you any cause for concern? Because although you know it's twenty points, if you're looking at the league table, you think Rangers are streets ahead. But we've maybe not seen that in recent head-to-head matches. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, we are streets ahead. Obviously, the the table doesn't lie. But to be fair, uh, I'm not going to come on here and like blow Rangers' horn completely. But Celtic have been 
he have put up quite a good fight against us the last couple of meetings. So really, it's an old firm, so it's it's who turns up on the day. But I think we'll, we'll go on and win it easily and progress through. I mean, Roger, um, any any chance Eddie Howe is in the dugout for that game or not? As far as you're concerned, um, I would say unlikely. Right, but it's listen, it's Scottish football. You can never rule anything out. Gordon. Um, I don't think he will be I no. think uh, It's a case of That um, I'll be End of the season Gordon Me personally I would like him In the building quickly But I can understand That You know That He'll probably leave that To John Kennedy And he'll be working Obviously In signings Getting his staff organised Everything To start the season But me personally I would If I was Celtic I'd like to see him there Just now Don McKay is going to come in early As we mentioned earlier Roger What is that Is that just always going to happen Or what's the main priority here Is that with a view to helping Bring the Bring the managerial process forward Or what would you Would you read into that specifically I think I really just read into it That he's going to come in He's going to work with Peter Lawwell Rather than Peter leaving the building On a Friday night And Dominic coming in On the Monday morning You know It's only going to help Dominic Mackay Learn the job quicker If he's actually there In the building With Peter Lawwell I would imagine So I think it's a boost for Celtic um, You know He's been working his notice At Scottish Rugby It's not unusual For people sure. to be allowed To you know End their notice mm-hmm. period A bit early And move on to their next job Do you hear that? I think I heard, actually I heard Wilson, Wilson cheering Yeah Breaking one Stenhouse Muir one, one Jack yes. Hodge equalised yeah. It's like New haircut oh, Steny have equalised He's he's running about The living room Christmas has come John early for him. He's delighted um, Morton fans I'm afraid George Bowie won't be jumping up and down at this news Morton nil Inverness Kelly Thistle 1 Scott Allardyce They're going well aren't they? Ticking along nicely Yeah I saw it I'm very impressed with them on Friday night on the TV When I went and won at Ross County um, They are the form team I would imagine they would sneak into those promotion playoffs And it would be uh, Anyone that gets them it will be an awkward couple of games I was going to say that Gordon we tend to favour the, the top flight team I don't know who it's going to be Is it going to be Ross County, Hamilton Ackies We don't know yet There's still a, a good battle there Euro team Wraith Rovers Have shown they can play some good stuff mm-hmm. Dundee are in there Inverness look like they're making a charge At the right time I've, I've got to say in that championship um, I've watched Hearts obviously I watched Wraith on Saturday Now First half they were absolutely brilliant Played terrific football Some very very good young players uh, Livingston I think just the freshness of the international break in the second half uh, took um, command of the game and once they scored then they were only going to be 1-1 one, and they obviously went in the extra time but John McGlynn's got a real good side there um, I feel that they could do a bit of damage in the playoffs mm, Queen's Park look like League 2 is very much theirs um, Stirling Albion now losing at home to Albion Rovers and Queen's Park winning in that one um, what you got on this teaser we're looking for Players who scored English Premier League hat-tricks But couldn't manage it up here I'm going for everyone here uh, Bellamy at Celtic No Robbie Keane No Gravison Hopeless <sighs> You by the way, not him Inverness have scored a second Right, I'll give you more thinking time what about, Can I get a shot? Go. What about Gordon Strachan? No I'll give you more thinking time And we will speak to Chris and Gart Kosh next Number one for football in Glasgow and the West 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard What a response to this teaser on Twitter Some good knowledge out there Better out there than it is um, In the studio That's for sure We're looking for the 10 players Who scored an English Premier League hat-trick But did not manage it 
During their time in Scotland Marky Sparky has thrown in Mikel Arteta But that's wrong uh, Big fella's got one that you uh, No, you got Ian Wright already, didn't you? Yeah, yeah Big fella threw that one in there Franny Boy um, has got one that you're still looking for Token Jester's thrown in a right few Token Jester's done not bad, by the way I'll give you a wee clue though Ravenelli's wrong um, but I think uh-huh, Jack for the D, didn't he? Against Clyde um, I have no idea, but you would um, So what, what else you got? Yeah, Dion Dublin Yes, a few I think that was who Franny Boy said And I liked Ian Moore He just says That guy that does homes under the hammer mm-hmm. yep. That would be him, wouldn't it? Yep. Timo Pukki I'm raging at that because you, on the you just popped up on the TV. <laughs> That's the only reason you got that is team of We're holding it back. Uh, here's, here's another one Aberdeen, Dean Windows? No. Oh. What about we've had Henri Camara? What about Diomancy Camara? Only one Camara. Yeah. Uh, Colin Moffat thought Dean Windas was one as well. Oh. What about Gary McAllister? Uh, no. Uh, yes, actually. Yes, well yes, done. Roger. Gary Mack. Okay, we'll leave it there. We've got three to go. Let's bring in Chris and Gart Kosh. Hi, Chris. How you doing, Gordon? You alright? Not bad at all. What's your point? Um, well, first of all, I'd like to say I can't believe I can't um, express how good it is to be able to speak to you tonight with two wee wins. Um, Paul, Paul, I mean that. There's many times I want to phone up, but um, just not get the time. And then thought that. So basically, Father, what I, I love right tonight, there, Chris. I like that. Exactly, exactly. So what I want to say tonight is I can't, I can't. I'm, I'm um, astonished at UEFA's decision um, just to hand Cadella a one-game ban. And I thought about it at the time. You know what I think should have happened is um, Slavia Prague are eliminated from the competition and the team who scored the highest amount of goals that were eliminated in that round play Arsenal instead. The boy himself gets a year ban, so he's not allowed to play in European competition for a full year, including for his international side, and see how see how see see what type of impact that makes on it because... It's just it's it's crazy stuff that um, to think that somebody can. It's just the way that he done it. He sleek it the way he went up into the guy's ear, whispered. You know that's no that's that's not a man. You know it's um, shocking, absolutely shocking. Yeah, this is where it's difficult, Roger, because an investigation should take place. An investigation needs to take place. We need to establish the facts. We can't really prejudge. However, when it comes to something like this, there's a difference between doing that. Um, and, and you know Acknowledging that it is Alleged racism But without crossing that line Into assuming that it's Definitely Untrue and, Until it's proven true Because what that does Is allows that the, the benefit of the doubt To go to Kudela if you like And Or any Person who's accused of that And it, it leaves the Victim like Glenn Kamara Kind of Alone In, in the full thing So this yeah, is not You know we always hear that Oh you know Innocent until proven guilty See when it comes to something like this that That's not That's actually not really A very helpful Standpoint In terms of eradicating The bigger issue Yeah the benefit of the doubt Should not go to Cadella No benefits should go to Cadella um, I understand the point you're making But We've all seen it With our own eyes I think we all share The same opinion of it I think we all Completely believe The version of events Offered by Glenn Kamara And it is now up to UEFA to impose sanctions on Cadella mm. and perhaps Slavia Prague if they so wish. And if Chris is saying a year ban from UEFA competitions for a player, I have no qualms with that. If they want to take up sanctions against Slavia, I would have no qualms with that. UEFA have been weak on instances of racism over the years. Now is the time for UEFA to get tough mm. on instances of racism because now is the time we're all agreed it needs to be stamped out of the game. I mean, Chris, what's the thought process behind your theory of the team that scored the most goals, they they should go through. Would it would it not just be 
Would Arsenal not just get a bye in, in that situation? No, I don't think that would be fair, no, absolutely not. Um, and obviously, I mean, we were beaten fair and square, so I don't think Rangers should take their place. I mean, that's what I have to say is we were mm-hmm. beaten by the better team. Yep. Um, but for me, I'm just thinking about it, and I think that might be the... The, fa- the you know the fairest way to do it, um, you know. But I'd like to just add to see would I be right, Roger, in saying that maybe um, prior to Rangers uh, 2011, did UEFA no threaten um, Rangers with playing your games behind doors, uh, so behind closed doors for some of the songs that um, you know some of the fans were singing. Yeah, I and they were fined heavily fined for that as well. Quite remember oh, there were, the there final recent, there were recent charges was. as well, though, were there not as well? Yeah, I think yeah, there was some variety of warning put out, if you like, as well as a small fine from from UEFA for was it discriminatory discriminatory chance? I think was the phrase mm. that you used at the time. Yeah, funnily enough, I tweeted. Forgive me. Funnily enough, it was from a, a Twitter account that says I stand with Glenn Kamara. So no, no. Um, surprise which side of the debate If there even is Our sides to this debate That one's on It says um, Pointing out that Are fans being held to higher standards f- For racial abuse in a stadium Than players are You know Because If a fan's caught They would be Maybe criminally Dealt yeah. with Jail sentence yeah. or, you know, Maybe not jail sentence But um, Lifetime bans He says Is it taken as seriously For, for players not, not by UEFA isn't No No and then But it should be and the police argument is well, we we don't know because he is unwell and suspended, so he won't be travelling to these parts anyway. Well, you wonder once lockdown restrictions and such like are over, whether um, the long arm of the law might stretch as far as Prague. Uh, thank you, Chris. It's a, an interesting theory. That was Chris and Gar- Chris and Gar- Kosh, um, on the line. I think that'll probably um, be the last one. I don't think we're going to have too much time. What else? Let's do a quick whistle stop tour of. Other news today, Scotland will take on Luxembourg and Holland in the Euro 2020 warm-up fixtures. Roger, Stevie Clark side, Luxembourg away on June the 2nd and then the Dutch in Portugal on June the 6th. Um, decent warm-up game, Scott? Yeah, um, I think that... Uh, Luxembourg Steve... beat Ireland, didn't they, recently? Exactly, uh, and it's the Netherlands, Gordon, it's not Holland. <laughs> I remember losing a vital point and beat the pun. That was about six years ago. I'm I good know, to see I, you're not bitter. I, I know, I'm not bitter. Before um, my time. But I think that's a couple of good games. Um, you know, give Steve Clark another opportunity to try one or two players out as well. So, yeah, two good fixtures mm. coming up. I'm sure I'll raise this with him at the weekend, but th- I had a, a laugh when I realised that the game's going to be played in the Algarve Roger, it's the same stadium that we played Gibraltar. Remember that? It was one of the final yeah. games of a campaign under Gordon Strachan. Yeah. And we beat Gibraltar, but didn't obviously qualify. Um, I actually was going over to work at that game. And you know Alex Ray's always banging on about his, his, yeah, his place in Portugal. Yeah. I went and stayed with Alex to, to go and work at the an, an unlikely duo to be, to be staying together for a few days, believe me, right? Um, and we went sightseeing, I guess you would call it, one evening. Now, Alex is... You know, long long time since he was parting, so both standing there pretty quick. And it was chucking it down. I'm like biblical. The rain is pouring down the street. And is it, is it Albufera? Is that the, the sort Albufera, of. yeah. And the strip, right? And the Scotland fans were going mental. They had tops off, inflatable crocodiles and lilos, and they were all running and flying <laughs> down, sliding down the street. And we were standing at the side thinking, this is mad. Now, a guy comes up to Alex, and uh, Alex said he's hood up for the rain. And he's saying, uh, "Can I get a picture? Can I get? Can I get a picture?" And I thought well, that's not unusual. He's Alex. People possibly recognise him, so I take the picture. Next thing I looks, and the guy is doing the old fist 
thing You know you put your fist up Like boxers would do And he's, he's putting them up to Alex And I'm thinking What, what is And I slowly but surely Pieced it together And then I heard what he called him he thought Alex was Scott Harrison <laughs> <laughs> I heard I just heard Scott Scott can I get a picture And then I realised And he was You know that You know that way That if people get a picture With a boxer They feel that they They, they, they need to do it yeah. It's as if like You can't get a picture Oh there it is Mark Wilson on television <laughs> Behind you <laughs> That's before his haircut as well He'll be asking to get that Taken down uh, So anyway No Scott Harrison appearances On this show As a pundit anytime soon Right what have you got for me On this teaser Three to get what about Daryl Murphy? Daryl Murphy, no I'll just remind you of the question quickly Ten players, they scored English Premier League hat-tricks But they did not manage one up here Rod Wallace Oh, no I thought that was a good shoot Jonathan Johansson Nope I'm struggling, Rod I can I've, see that I've, I've named every what player about, in Scotland uh, Paul Rideout? <clears throat> nope Duncan Ferguson Someone did say Paul Rideout on Twitter Who was it? Alan Johnson AJ Johnson, sorry Duncan Ferguson No, oh, their team of Pookies just scored for Norwich yeah, He was on the list uh, Marc-Antoine Fortuny No Ah, oh, we need a clue We're going back for a couple of them And they're all former Rangers players We're going back, what, pre-2000 or? Uh, for one of them, absolutely, yep Ooh. One of them's got a, got a Just give it away here, a, a link to you, Gordon DL Link. One of these guys has got a link to you. Well, that's confusing. Mm. No link to me. Oh, no, he does. No, believe me. Let's just say that he he showboated against you one time. Can Chelsea's? Yes. Oh, I wouldn't even mention him. Oh. <laughs> Andre Kinchelskis standing on the ball as Gordon yeah. Dio watches on. Right, the other two um, English striker. Played for Southampton I thought you were going to get him earlier Yes James Beattie I thought you were going to get him earlier And we're going way back For the other one I think Yeah way way back really Um, More of a winger Than a striker Rangers Uh, Mark Walters What a shout that is Gordon Dale Mark Walters There we go Showing up Roger Hanna uh, At the end Right thank you Roger Hanna And Gordon Dale uh, Jack Morrison's just tweeted in Surely it's James Beattie Yes You were right Well done to Jack Right We are back tomorrow at 6 o'clock With Andy Halliday And Gary Caldwell Make sure you join us On the phones and on Twitter I look forward to speaking to you then And in the meantime Callum Gallagher has got you He's up next